So have you ever thought about who you would be without Jesus? Like how you would act, the things that you would say, who you would be surrounded by? I like to think about this a lot. And uh, Brittany and I, you guys know Brittany, she's pretty cool. Whenever we do BFF talk show, you know, the one with Pam and Sedona. If you don't, it's really funny. But basically, we always say that Brittany would be Pam without Jesus, and I would be Sedona without Jesus, okay? Like the worst parts of our personality would be what we're coming out, but because we have Jesus, we're better better people for it. Another thing that I like to think about is, okay, who would I be in the future if I continued to not have a relationship with Jesus? And I honestly think that I would be a dictator. I really do. Like that is just something in my heart. I feel like if I had Jesus, if I didn't have Jesus, that would be my calling. Now, maybe I wouldn't be a dictator over like a country because, well, the men of the country wouldn't allow it because, well, I'm a woman, you know. Um, But I think that I might be like a dictator over like an office space, like just a really, really cruel, cruel boss is like really mean to their employees and doesn't give them Christmas breaks or anything like that. Like without Jesus, I think that's who I would be. So I invite you, play that game with yourself. If you didn't have Jesus in your life, his influence, his word, his people, all of those types of things, what kind of person would you be? I think that we can all admit that we've all grown a lot since meeting Jesus, but we all have a long way to go. You've heard that expression, I'm not where I used to be, but I don't want to, I'm not where I am, where I want to be yet. Completely botched that, but you know the expression, okay? And I think about this too, like where do I want to be? What are the goals that I have personally for myself? How do I want to be better? And there's always one yuck that comes up constantly when I'm thinking about this. Like, how could I be a better person that's closer to Jesus? First thing I feel like he always convicts me about is the yuck of gossip, okay? Gossip is one of those yucks that is really hard to kick because it almost has this addictive quality to it. And so if we think about it for a second, we probably can identify a time today or in the past week or in the past month where we have gossiped about another person. Now, it may not seem like that big of a deal to gossip because it inundates our culture. It's in all of the shows that we watch. It's in social media. It's in a lot of our personal relationships that we have with friends. And because Because it's so prevalent, we might think, well, you know, everybody does it. What's the big deal? But the Bible actually warns against gossip, this yuck, at least 133 times throughout the entire book. It warns us not to partake in gossip. One of these examples comes in the book of Proverbs in 18, 7 through 8. It says, the words of foolish people drag them down. They are trapped by what they say. The words of anyone who talks about others are like tasty bites of food. They go down deep inside of you. So this is kind of interesting. It's comparing gossip to tasty bites of food. Now, I thought that this was weird because we know that the Bible is against gossip. We know that Jesus isn't a big fan. So why would he compare it to something that is tasty, that is yummy? And it's because gossip is tasty, right? We enjoy partaking. It's like this decadent meal when we are gossiping or when we are hearing others gossip as well. Then it talks about how those words, that tasty food goes down deep inside of us. And this is something that probably isn't a good thing. If we have gossip 
had gross, nasty gossip going down deep inside of us, this probably is not a good sign. So it's, we're saying it's extremely satisfying, even most likely addictive, and it may seem like having a good and a decadent meal. Now, this is how the Bible is describing it, but I think that there's another layer to it as well. And I think it might end up looking a little bit more like this. Hey. 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 What's, how are you? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm, uh, dude, I'm hungry. You're hungry? I'm, good. I'm always hungry. Oh, yeah. You, you want the, yeah, you know. Hey, have you ever heard of, uh, did you hear about Tony? What about Tony? Yeah, uh, Tony, uh, he, didn't, he did not make the, uh, the basketball team. Yeah. Why didn't, why didn't Tony make a basketball team? Yeah, because he wasn't very good. Apparently, he like had wide open layups, and he choked <sighs> big time. Yo, know, it's because he's got those big old duck feet. Yeah, he does. He's got, <laughs> he got flippers, man. <laughs> uh-huh. Big old, big old ducky flippers. <laughs> You're right. Jennifer does smell like corn chips. You should eat this big old piece of pickle, too. No, I want to finish this first. Okay. <laughs> But uh, hold on to this, this one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Also, did you hear about Samantha? What about Samantha? She got gangrene. Gangrene? Yeah. Really? Pain yeah. like gangrene. Totally got gangrene. All up on her big toe. It's nasty. I heard there's like pus and stuff coming there out of there. Speaking of pus, did you hear about Jeremy? No. I'm going to find a good one. <laughs> Jeremy... What is that? Uh, it's, it's trash. Jeremy decided that he was gonna he was gonna shave his head into a mullet like a weird idiot. Oh, that's so funny. Mmm. <laughs> but doesn't he know he's got he doesn't have the hairline for a mullet? He can't support that kind of party. No, 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 no. No way. Yeah. Did you hear about Aiden though? What about Aiden? Yeah. Did you hear about Aiden? He was oh. all like, he was all like, hey, you know, um, I'm gonna date this one girl. <laughs> And and then he like totally like, like just left her on red and then and then maybe Aiden didn't like her. Yeah, but uh, he yeah he he uh, did that. Oh God. Yeah. Should, should I stop this or let it keep going? Yeah. Let it keep going. Okay. Okay. Just a couple couple more seconds. You didn't seconds. even need it. I tried to. I ate the slime off no, of it. Did you hear about Chad? 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 What happened to Chad? Chad, well, his name is Chad for one thing. Yeah. Uh, Chad decided oh. he was going to... What is That's mold. Probably. Oh. It's, it is in the garbage. Chad decided that he was going to enter that men in heels race, except for it didn't exist. He just wanted to wear his sister's <laughs> heels to the mall. What? Yeah. How crazy. Yeah, crazy, right? How long will that be moving, man, man? Okay, okay. Do you guys get the point? They're eating trash, and it's really funny. Okay, so you... I think... Do you want to get in the trash? Why would I, I, think, I think Sean should get in the trash. I, in the trash? Just be, like, completely covered by trash. Yeah. Yeah, it's, just to really I just like bring it. it home. This is a small trash can, yeah. and I am a big guy. I just think guy. it's going to be funny. Okay. That's wet. What, that what is wet. so You're wet. trash on the ground. What are you doing? Is that a whole gallon of milk? Okay. There, okay. Okay, All I'm right. in the trash. Okay, you're in the trash. Now what? Okay. I'm, I'm stuck. That actually has nothing to do with the sermon. I just wanted you what guys to What do you mean it has nothing can. to do with the sermon? Well, Why am I in the trash can parallelly? I thought it would be There's funny. There's a lot of... Look, oh, I'm no. doing a manual. Oh, is that cool? I'm still making a flag. I'm still making Okay, I'm check out this cool I trick. I can't brace myself for that. I'm so scared. I'm really glad that happened. Okay. 
I'm, I'm still balancing. Okay, okay. Now you're getting trash on the ground. It's so like actually, a new sport. I think can we're I, good. I think I we're good, out? gentlemen. Yeah, you can get out. I'll you help you out. out. Oh, yeah, thanks so much. You can just you can oh. leave the trash. That's trash totally on my fine shoes. Right kind of smells. Give me Maybe a new pair of shoes. Brush your teeth. Wash your hands. Okay, okay. So we get the idea. I didn't. They didn't have to get in the trash can. That didn't have anything to do with that. I just thought that that would be kind of funny. But I did want them to eat trash because this really proves the point of what's happening when we gossip. The food might taste good, even if it's coming from the trash. Like that Uncrustable still looked pretty, pretty good. But we need to realize that the source, it's coming from a trash can, which makes it nasty. So it may go down easy like that versus saying like a tasty morsel. It might taste good, but in reality, we need to understand that the food isn't good. It's contaminated, it's gross, and it's going to make you sick. Last week, Pastor Sean talked about complaining and how in this verse in the Bible, it says that whatever is on the inside is going to come out eventually. Matthew 1234, check it out. It says, you brood of vipers, how can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. So if your heart is full of complaining, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Same with gossip. If it's deep inside of you, like that verse warns, it's going to eventually come out. And then you're basically going to be feeding trash to your best friend, and they're going to be treating feeding trash back to you. It's this vicious cycle that's really, really disgusting that's going to leave us saying really, really disgusting things over and over and over. So if we're filled with trash, that's what's going to be what comes out of us. And of course, this has consequences. We all know that it sucks to be caught in gossip. Like I have shoved my foot so hard in my mouth before because I've gossiped to the wrong person. That sucks when that happens, but also we need to realize that there's more consequences than just that. Gossiping causes us to lose credibility with our friends. Even if it's your best friend that you are sharing secrets with or talking to, they're probably going to think, well, she's saying that about me or about that person. What could she be saying about me? They're not going to see you as a trustworthy person. The same goes for the flip side as well. If your friends are gossiping to you, they most likely are also gossiping about you. Friendship and gossip does not mix. In Proverbs eleven thirteen, it says, a gossip betrays a confidence, but a trustworthy person keeps a secret. If you want to be trustworthy, if you want to keep your credibility, then what we shouldn't be doing is gossiping. Another consequence of gossip is that Jesus absolutely hates gossip. He hates when we do bad things in general, but I believe he has a certain amount of contempt for gossip as well. In James 1.26, he says, those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep all tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. So basically, if you come to church on a weekly basis, you worship, you pray, but then you go to school the next day and you're talking crap about a friend or an enemy, your religion is worthless to Jesus. That is how low he sees gossip being. If gossip has these negative consequences where we're losing friendships, we're losing credibility, we're losing a good connection with the Lord, then why do we continue to do it? Well, we've talked about how it's kind of addictive. It tastes good. It's an enjoyable experience when you're gossiping with you and your friends. But I think there's more layers to that as well, where gossip can sometimes feel like it's actually 
benefiting us. I believe that we have been sold alive from the enemy, that when we gossip, it actually builds intimacy within our friendships. Like if I go and I talk to my friend and I tell her this secret and this thing that I heard, it's almost like we're bonding over another person's demise. And this feels like we're growing closer together, like we're trusting each other with these secrets, when in reality, that's just a false sense of intimacy. When we are bonding with someone by talking bad about someone else, by hating the same person, this is false intimacy. Real intimacy with a friendship shouldn't come from gossiping. It should be coming from trusting one another, from holding each other accountable, never, ever on building it upon the foundation of gossip. Proverbs 16:28 again warns that friendship and gossip do not mix. It says a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. These are consequences that gossip has. Another reason that we might feel like we should gossip is because we don't want to be left out. Have you heard of FOMO before, the fear of missing out? Well, we have that when it comes to gossip too. A lot of times we can hear a conversation and we know that they're spreading juicy details, right? Like it's a really, really good secret that's happening and it's really hard to not want to know what they're talking about. It's really hard to not want to be in the midst of that conversation, hearing what's going on, adding to it as well. But this is a real fear. We want to know what's happening in the people's lives. We want to be the ones sharing those details with our friends. We want to be in the midst of all of it. We hate the feeling of being left out, which could cause us to go and enter into those conversations, even though we know it's not necessarily something that we should be doing. Another reason, and this is probably the ugliest reason that we decide we want to gossip, is to make ourselves feel better. A lot of times when you look at someone and they're reminding you of all of the things that you don't have or all of the things that you don't like about yourself, your first instinct is to figure out what you don't like about them and then to tell everyone. And it's nasty, it's gross, it's like eating trash, but that's who we are as humans. We have to tear each other down to make ourselves feel better, or at least that's the urge that we have. When in reality, this isn't what's gonna make us feel better. Ultimately, the only thing that can make us feel secure and who we are is going to our creator and asking him what he thinks about us. But that's the temptation of the enemy is to go and to talk about other people in order to make us ourselves feel better. Now, everyone in this room has probably been gossiping at one point or another in their life. But I honestly asked the question to my coworkers. I said, do guys gossip? Because I don't actually know what guys do. I don't actually know if I want to know what guys do. But I think there's that stereotype type out there that girls are the gossipers. Girls are the catty ones while guys stay out of the drama. Okay, this is what I found out. That's not true. Guys gossip too. It just looks a little bit different. In fact, it looks like locker room talk. Okay, guy locker room talk. Now, I've never been in a men's locker room. Thank the Lord. Okay, that'd be really, really weird. But I've been told the things that are discussed within the locker room. A lot of times it's not pleasant. If your mother heard it, she would probably have an aneurysm. And sometimes it's that jealousy, right? Like that guy has bigger biceps than me, so I'm going to make fun of the way that he played and the way that he made that sack or whatever it was. Or I'm going to talk about the fact that he can't lift 
30 pounds. I don't know what guys do or what they talk about, but you make fun of each other, especially physically. Another thing that I know guys do because I witnessed this firsthand in high school is you like to talk about promiscuous girls. Now, thank you for singing the song, Rachel. I knew someone would. Okay. Promiscuous is another word for scandalous, Bloody, right, okay? There is that thought out there where if a girl is putting it out her there that way, then she deserves to be talked about. That she is bringing upon the judgment herself. And guys like to talk about promiscuous girls. They like to talk about how they were promiscuous and who they've slept with and who they've done this with and who they've done this with. And I remember there was a time in high school where a girl sent a nude picture to her boyfriend and that, that guy, that boyfriend, sent that nude picture to the entire baseball team. Not funny at all. Not at all funny. Yes, that girl shouldn't have sent that picture, but now the entire baseball team is now a hold of it. That probably ruined that girl's life. And yeah, it wasn't wise to send a picture, it never is, but now because that one guy decided to gossip, because that one guy thought it was funny and that she deserved it, her life, her high school career is ruined. Our words have power and guys are guilty of it just as much as girls are. I think we also need to understand that gossip isn't just words that are said. Like I said, it can be pictures that are sent can also be DMs. Like I know a lot of times we like to send posts to each other and make fun of the way the person looks. I've been guilty of this. If I notice someone is obviously Photoshopping, I feel like it's my job to point it out to all my friends. It's not, that's mean, that's gossiping. We like to comment on their grammar. That's what I like to do. I know that's really nerdy, but I like to make fun of people with bad grammar. It's not cool. That's gossiping. And just because it's behind a screen doesn't make it any less shameful. Ephesians 4.29, makes it very, very clear. It says, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. So Jesus is putting a line in the sand here. He's saying, you are either saying wholesome things that are building others up, or you're saying unwholesome things that are tearing others down. He makes it very, very clear on which side we as Christians should be. But we know we live in this world. It's impossible not to talk about people. So how can we do so without crossing that line? Making sure that we are staying on the good side of things where Jesus wants us to be, where we're not eating trash or feeding trash to our friends, but instead we're being uplifting and keeping our words wholesome. Well, always before entering a situation, evaluate what your intentions are of what you're about to say. Now, this is something that the Lord really, really felt like strongly I was supposed to say, and this is something that I'm working on too, but he said, always, always, always evaluate what your intentions are in that moment, and that will determine what you end up speaking and how it ends up impacting people. I think a lot of times we like to disguise gossiping for something else. Like we like to make it okay or we like to twist what we're doing in order to validate or excuse our behavior. So I'm not gossiping, I'm venting. I'm not gossiping, I'm telling this to you so that you can pray with that person for me. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, I've used that one too, okay? We like to twist it a little bit so it doesn't seem as bad, but here's the thing. If you are talking poorly about someone and you are saying something about someone that you wouldn't say if they were in the room, 
That is gossiping. If you need to vent, which I understand, people are really frustrating. People, people can be really, really annoying. Don't vent to another person. Don't take that anger out and that frustration out on another person. Instead, you can go straight to God. Now, I know that this sounds very youth pastor me, but if you go to God, he can actually do something about it. Pastor Sean mentioned this last week. If you complain to your friends, you're just going to have a negative attitude. But if you complain to God, he can actually fix the situation. Same with gossiping. If you are annoyed with another person, don't go to your friend to talk about it. Go to God and say, this is where I'm struggling. This is how this person is driving me crazy. He will not only help you fix the situation, he'll give you the peace to handle it better the next time. Another thing that I do as an angry and frustrated person on a regular basis is exercise, okay? I know that sounds crazy, but endorphins are really, really great. And if you're ever angry, if you go for a run, it gets you up the hill. It's really, really nice. So I also recommend that as well. Also, I think we can say, well, I'm not gossiping. I'm just trying to protect my friends because that guy's kind of a bad guy. He's skeevy. He cheated on my friend last year. I want to make sure that no one else gets cheated on or hurt by that guy. Now, this has a certain time and a place. I will admit that you can protect your friends in this way, but first you need to put boundaries around yourself by asking, okay, before I share this information in order to protect my friend, have I forgiven that person? Have I forgiven that guy that hurt me or that girl that hurt me? If you have determined, yes, I've forgiven them, then you can go into that conversation with only one motive, and that is protecting your friend. If you've not forgiven them, the enemy's going to twist it to where you cross that line and you are now dishonoring and hurting that person. Also, I want to point out that if you need to tell an adult if your friend is hurting themselves in some way, this is not gossiping. If your friend is having suicidal thoughts, if they are self-harming, if they have told you that they have a plan of how they are going to hurt themselves, you need to tell an adult and you need to tell an adult immediately. Even if they make you promise that you're not going to, this isn't gossiping, this isn't betray betraying your friend, this is saving a life. Pastor Jail always says this, she says, I would rather lose that friendship than lose that friend's life. And that goes here as well. If you need to tell somebody about something that your friend is doing, do so because you could, again, be saving that person's life. So when in doubt, we need to always evaluate our attentions before we go into those conversations. Last three things of advice I will give you if you're ever tempted to talk about someone is in that moment, picture as if that person is standing right next to you. Would you still say the same thing? Would you say it differently? Pastor Sarah challenged me. She said, not only would I picture that person standing in that room as I'm talking about them, I would say that you need to act like whatever you say, you have to go to that person later on and admit it to them and apologize to them. So now whenever I am tempted to talk bad about that person, I envision myself going to that person and having to ask for their forgiveness. And just the thought of that alone can stop you from crossing that line into, uh, line into gossiping. Another thing that we need to make sure that we're doing safeguard when we're gossiping is don't gossip for personal gain. Never gossip for revenge to feel a sense of power, or to get someone to like you more. Again, these are all bad intentions when talking about a person. Third and lastly, don't exaggerate, okay? 
We have all done this where we are telling a story about a person when we are gossiping and we make the story bigger or worse in order to make it more entertaining or in order to justify the fact that we are telling the story in the first place. If the fish was this big, say it was this big. Don't say it was this big. Don't exaggerate. This is lying. This is deception. And again, another trap of the enemy. All of us have two purposes in this life to love God and to love people. And when we gossip, we are doing neither of these things. And in this season of my life, this is somewhere, something where I really feel challenged to grow in. I really feel convicted to grow in and something that I feel like the Lord is asking me to change. And I would encourage you to evaluate in yourself as well to allow yourself to grow in this way so that we can all be better. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we love you and we thank you for the fact that you love us even though we're yucky, even though we mess up, even though we can be trashy sometimes, Lord, we ask that you help us to be better, that you convict us for when we're wrong and you help us to do what is right, that you strengthen our relationships where we don't feel like we have to spread rumors or speak badly about a person, but instead we can be truthful, we can be uplifting, and we can always, always, always make the right choice when tempted. We love you and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center Podcast. For more information on what's happening in 4640, you can check us out on social media and at our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Hope to see you there.